We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies EdTech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where I help you stop putting out fires and start leading. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can follow me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Welcome to Transformative Principle, everybody, and also welcome to the B Podcast Network. This is the first show that we are doing to announce uh, everything, and I say we because I have my good friend, Ross Romano here, who is the CEO of September Strat and is my partner in doing this, and I'm really excited because Ross brings such a different perspective to building this kind of thing that I'm excited to have him here. So, Ross, welcome to transformative principle again, I should say. Welcome. Yes. Yes, Jennifer, my pleasure to be here. So let's let's get started talking about this this B podcast network and what we what we are thinking. And I'll I'll give my my little ideas about my podcasting journey and stuff. And then I'll let you give a give your different perspective that I think is so valuable and what's going to make this network really amazing. So I started podcasting, started Transformative Principle. In fact, I actually started when I was a teacher. And if you search, you can find the the short form, short series podcast that I did about how to write a persuasive essay. Um, and if you find that one, you're a super big nerd. And two, uh, you will unlock my very first public uh, showing of what I did. But I started Transformative Principle because I was an assistant principal at the time, and I wasn't getting the kind of professional development that I felt like I needed to have to be a transformative principal. And we went and visited a school, and I said, that principal knows what she's doing. I've got to figure out how to replicate it. And and so I started itching uh, or scratching my own itch and and getting the thing that I needed for myself. And it's gone on where I feel like I've learned in dog years uh, over the last decade or so to um, 
to figure out what I needed to do to be the best principal that I could. And it's really helped a ton and helped me see some things that I would have never um, been able to do. It, and so that's that's kind of my journey there. Uh, Ross, tell us about your background and experience and in, in your what led up to this. Sure. Yes, yeah, so, so I've had a, uh, a somewhat of a rich history working with podcasting, I, either as a show creator, editorial director, host, worked on uh, a dozen or so different series. And also I've had the benefit of having been on the PR and communication side a lot, interacting with um, various podcasters, of course, such as yourself and understanding, okay, what are some of your objectives? What are the struggles that they're going through? And I've seen it, you know, from, from both angles there um, and seen a lot of the opportunities we have here to address those challenges by forming this network and looking at, okay, when you're working by yourself, it's extremely difficult to build up an audience, even if you may be reaching, you know, looking to reach the same listeners that other people are. <laughs> and it's your content is valuable to what some other shows are doing, but it's really hard to do it on yourself. Um, solo podcasting, especially, uh, it's just a medium that creates a lot of difficulties when you're starting up. And this, of course, means that it's difficult to kind of sustain that over time, continue investing the time and energy into doing that. Um, and, and one of the things, you know, particularly from the listener perspective that we know, and we've seen, we've done recent listener surveys of transformative principle, I mean, podcasts are considered an extremely valuable part of professional development mm -hmm. for the listeners. Uh, a lot of these, of course, are administrators or inspiring administrators, uh, but we know others in, in various roles in education consider it this way. And if you are wanting to kind of rely on something and invest your kind of time into um, a source for professional learning, you want to, to know that it'll be there for you, right, over time. And since it's difficult for a host and, and producer to sustain the podcast, over time, <laughs> we need these things to meet up. We want our listeners to know that they have content that they can come back to time and again to address the needs they have. We want the host to know uh, that they have the supportive network to continue doing that. And so, um, you know, a lot of it, I think of it as bringing the best of both worlds together where, it is educator-led, educator-created content, um, but with an infrastructure that uh, can replicate what you might see in media organizations to ensure that a lot of that back-end work is supported and so we can get those voices out there and have that connection to listeners. Yeah, and I think that that's really a key here is I, I've done a lot to streamline and make my systems work so that I can I can create an episode of a podcast very easily. Um, the challenge has been uh, for other people is making all of that work. And so many podcasts that I've loved and listened to have had to stop because it was just too difficult. Life got too busy, all those kinds of things. But the other aspect of this is that there's such power in the networking and getting to know other people and the problems they're facing, the solutions they're creating um, to whatever is facing them, that the, the, the interaction between different hosts and different guests and being able to get a different perspective on specific um, 
on specific people who have these experiences is really, really powerful. And so that's that's one of the reasons why I'm really excited about this and why I felt like it was time because as I've grown, I've seen that there's um that transformative principle has a lot of great stuff, but there's so much more that I want to talk about and share that I just can't fit it all in. It doesn't make it all doesn't all make sense to be part of that. Does that does that make sense to you, Ross? Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Capacity issues are real, right? We <laughs> each yeah. of us as an individual can only create so much, and each of us only has limits to our perspective and our experience level. And even somebody who has been in similar professional roles to yourself, but in very different schools, districts, parts of the country, um, may see things very differently or may have a perspective that's valuable. So we want to represent that. Um, we'll also talk a lot about how one i mean the the realities within schools do change pretty quickly i think there's a a misperception um, in in the public that education hasn't changed a lot um, but realistically it does so somebody who was a teacher 20 years ago um, is is going to have a very different understanding versus somebody who's a teacher today and Mm -hmm. so we want to one keep people as close to their current relevant experience as they are so that we're having that very dynamic perspective and also you know through the network we're going to be able to have shows and series We, we might be doing some mini series in addition to the ongoing regular shows uh, that are going to engage, whether it's teachers, technology directors, principals, district level folks, curriculum directors, et cetera, um, that are all engaging with content that's part of a cohesive editorial vision, that's part of a a structure we're building to really have uh, that two-way communication with our audience to hear about what are the things they're challenged by now, what are some of the topics we need to be addressing, do we need to have a new series around that? Do we need to bring in uh, a new host that's really good with that? Uh, that's going to create a lot more opportunities for that dialogue to continue within those school and district environments to say, okay, it's not necessarily that the same exact podcast, for example, is the right thing for each individual person. But if it's all within a network, if there's dialogue happening between our various contributors and show hosts, um, we know at least that we're not all siloed and, and I'm a teacher and I'm thinking about one thing and my principal is on a completely different wavelength and so on. Uh, and, and we know how important that is right? because uh, these things are moving quickly. We have ambitious goals for student educator success and that, that really, you know, it needs to happen in real time. Well, and these things, they matter, right? Because they're impacting our day-to-day lives, they're impacting how we show up to work and how we, (coughs) sorry, sometimes I get emotional, (laughs) excuse me, not emotional. Um, So they impact our day-to-day lives, they impact our work life, and we need to make sure that we are providing opportunities for people to get the best that they can from what they are choosing to devote their attention to. And I think that's that's so important. And I know from experience that I've had guests on my show that have deeply impacted people who are listening and have changed their lives and changed how they think about education. And, and I want more of that. 
Sorry. Um, so let's let's talk about what we what we should expect with the launch. So we're going to bring some new shows on um, that are already existing shows that are going to join our network. We are still, you know, talking with people about what that's going to be. So we don't have those announcements just yet, but those will come and I'll share them with you certainly here on this show, but then uh, um, in emails and things like that. So if you're not already signed up for the email list, go to bpodcastnetwork.com and you can sign up for the email list there. Um, and these shows that we're in discussions to bring on are, are really great and already well-established in the K-12 education space. And I think we've got some good stuff coming. We've also got a few new shows that I'm really excited about. Uh, one of them is Resilient Schools, which is all about trauma-informed practices. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, you know that it, I've been paying attention to that for a long time and had numerous guests on about that. That one is going to be very awesome. I'm very excited about that because we need to be resilient now more than ever. And that show is going to show us how to do that. And that's going to take, you know, it's still going to have a leadership focus, but it's going to have this different uh, topic, which is making your school resilient, which is different than transforming your school. And, and I love the idea of being able to have both of those on there. Um, another one we're doing that this one uh, I give all the credit to Ross on is the teacher's lounge. And Ross, why don't you talk about that one a little bit? Because I, I think that one's going to be so much fun. I just can't wait to start it. <laughs> right. And so one of the things we wanted to be able to do is, uh, you know, is understand that while, of course, um, we, we do really have a primary emphasis on professional learning and talking about the topics that are uh, nearest to the heart of uh, our practice, depending on our role in education, uh, the current you know, challenges we're facing. We also you know, know that sometimes it's, it's nice to have a discussion uh, with other educators about the other things that are relevant in our lives beyond uh, exclusively uh, what happens in our you know, actual professional practice. So uh, we had this idea of Teacher's Lounge. It's a great way to leverage the network where we'll have um, the different folks who are hosting our shows all across the network popping in and appearing on various episodes and bringing with them topics that are the things that they want to be talking about you know, in the proverbial Teacher's Lounge around the water cooler, especially for a lot of us who may be in roles where we are um, a little more siloed, right? If you're an administrator, you may, you're may you the only person in your school or potentially your district with your particular role, you don't have somebody you can turn to and say, hey, did you see, it could be a television show, it could be a book that you read, it could be anything. Um, and you know, these discussions aren't necessarily uh, unique only to this profession, but there are a lot of times where it's just nice to hear, what do other people think about this? Who else has been checking out this thing that I might be interested in? Um, and you know, I think it'll be so interesting that we're going to hear uh, from everybody across the network as we go on and have different uh, people involved in those conversations and see what everybody's thinking about and paying attention to. Um, and just have something that's a little bit fun and lighthearted in between, you know, everyone else. And, and I think, you know, you'll kind of see as this network evolves, how that is really consistent with what we're, what we're trying to do here, um, which is have, you know, a, a cohesive place to kind of pop in, stay up to speed on what's happening in the profession, but also um, just kind of think about the other things that maybe sometimes we don't have a lot of time to think about, or um, I know I do this podcast, you know, 
there's something I would love to discuss with somebody. I don't have anybody to talk about it with. So I listen to other people talking about it. So <laughs> we're definitely going to be doing some of that as well. And then that piece, I don't have anybody else to talk about it with. And my wife doesn't want to hear about it. So I can go listen to other people talk about it. That is definitely, definitely <laughs> helpful. Um, another one that is, um, that is tangential, but I think is really, this one is really exciting for me. Um, and that is, it's called My Bonus Money, and it is a passive income for educators podcast. And we're going to talk about how educators can earn money passively. And what I, and let me tell you the reason why I'm creating this show. And I think it's really important. As a principal, I would hire, I would interview people and often extend job offers to people. And some people would say, I can only come if you match my years of service because I can't take that big of a pay cut. And I've heard that so many times. And sometimes people get trapped in school districts and they can't leave because they think they don't have enough financial security outside to be able to do that. And um, over the past several years, I've made money on the side. I've made money passively. And it is a really cool feeling to know that you can make the decisions that you need to make for your family and not have to be beholden to a job to be um, to be able to be financially secure. And so um, uh, one of the, the greatest stories of that is a superintendent that um, actually did not give me a job. <laughs> and um, he, uh, he didn't give me a job. And I wrote about him in my last book, How to Be a Transformative Principal. And then when I was publishing the book, I wanted to use his name. And so I I looked him up to see where he was a superintendent at now. And I found out that he was a superintendent of this little one-room schoolhouse. And he's basically just doing the um the the things that have to be done by a superintendent. Um, tiny school district. And I asked him, like, you know, what what have you been doing since we last talked? And he retired from being a superintendent at the age of 50 because his passive income exceeded his uh, salaried income. And so he said, I don't need to work anymore. And so I I did this to help the school district out and I don't need a job. And it's just great to be able to, um, to do this. And that just blew my mind. <laughs> and I was like, how, how can we get other people to see this and experience it and, and have the opportunity? And he had a very specific path that he chose. And I've known other people have chosen different paths. And and that's the kind of thing that I'm excited about, empowering everybody who's an educator to be able to find these different ways to support themselves where they can then choose to go work wherever they want to, because it's not the only thing. They don't have these golden handcuffs keeping them there. Right. And by the way, one of those things, um, you know, hey, it could be podcasting. It could be something like that. That's one of the that's benefits, right. I think, to having an integrated network like this, which is, um, one, you know, we want to have a relationship with our listeners. We want to hear from you about what are, what is the content you would like to hear? What is, you know, it, are there particular roles that you feel are underserved as far as uh, this type of professional development content? Are there particular topics that you just don't hear being addressed enough, right? Sometimes there's a, a particular topic that, it, There'll be an episode here and there, but it really deserves to have its its own series. Every week we need to be talking. We want to hear that from you. And 
prior to a network like this, where would you go with that feedback? Right. <laughs> you could send it to, to us and say, look, we really would like to see this. And that's something we can actually work on and figure out a way to develop that. Otherwise, your option may be to create it yourself, which you very well may do, but you would be on your own to do so. And, you know, hey, maybe your feedback to us is going to be, I'm really interested in getting involved and I have an idea or I have some different ways that I can support that's exactly what we want uh, because you know we want to see this thing expanding we want to hear different voices different perspectives um, and there is you know i believe there's no topic or need that's too small it's about finding the right way to do it and and the right you know and, and we mentioned earlier that there's certain things that are um these short-term mini series there's others that are the long term but there's there's a lot of different ideas that need to be discussed and uh, by hopefully having this thing functioning as a, as a well-oiled machine um, there's opportunities to create those outputs where we you know we don't have to just do one thing or it doesn't have to be okay we have a new idea and maybe we can do it in two years right <laughs> we we really want to be responsive to what's happening and, and anybody who's in education of course knows uh you know three years ago what you were doing versus what you're doing now not the same Very thing different. at all and, and we need to anticipate that it's going to be the same thing moving forward yeah and and that's one of the things i am very excited about is being able to <clears throat> take a small idea and spin up something that can be of value and of service to people and be okay with that then not continuing beyond maybe the six episodes that it needs to take to tell that story or to explain that issue or that approach or whatever. Um, and so I've I've created these like podcast maps for transformative principle where if you want to learn about trauma-informed practices, then you can go listen to these different episodes. But now the idea is that you could you could spin out some of those ideas into their own show and have the benefit of the network so that people would still know about it and hear about it. And the the biggest challenge with starting a new show is that you're starting from ground zero every time. And this makes it so that when new shows come on, we can let everybody else know who's listening to these other shows and say, here's this this thing over here that you can check out. Ross, will you talk a little bit about your values and vision behind the network and what you're seeing? Yeah, absolutely. And I, these probably, uh, even to those who are just hearing me today, won't be that surprising because I can't help myself from, from interweaving these ideas into most things I talk about. But, you know, to me, collaboration, authenticity, and reliability really rise to the top of the values driving a lot of what I'm focused on here. Uh, collaboration, I think that's obvious, right? But, but you know, where <laughs> we're not just working to have, you know, a web page where we have a bunch of different podcasts listed and you can choose what you, I mean, we are actually creating a community among our hosts, among our other um, idea folks, <laughs> among mm -hmm. others in the industry um, that are helping us to, uh, you know, stay on, on trend with various topics we've been paying attention to. It's going to be very collaborative. There's going to be a lot of, um, time where folks are going to be working together to refine, improve, you know, to really make the best possible content we can make across the board. Um, the authenticity piece, I mean, it 
look, this is, it's educator voice, it's educator led. Um, it's coming from roles all across the industry. Uh, and we also understand that, you know, there's a lot of other people that work in schools that have very similar goals for student and educator success that are trying to find their way to fit in. That's the, you know, that could be publishers that we work with, technology companies, you know, you all know, from your role, the difference between um, the folks that you really enjoy collaborating with, you feel like you're on the same page, the others where you really struggle to find that common ground. And we know that it's to the benefit of everybody in our schools if we have better communication and relationships there, but that needs to start with having those authentic voices front and center. And the reliability piece, you know, exactly to that point of, we want to be able to create something that is sustains, that you know, where to go when you're looking for content on a particular topic or when you have begun to really you know, rely upon a particular podcast um, for trusted perspectives that you know that that podcast will be there when you need it. And that's really part of having that support system here that we're developing um, where, you know, it, it takes uh you have limited time, right? You have limited time for your PD, you have limited time for everything in life. And um, if you're going to demonstrate your trust by making the commitment to what we're producing here, we want to you know, return that uh, in kind. And uh, and that you know, applies to all of our creators that we really want to make sure they have the support. Um, you know, and we've also mentioned about having that that productive dialogue that's going across our silos um, within schools and without schools. I'm, you know, in various roles where I uh, have the responsibility to be tuned into the public discourse around education just as much as what's happening within the industry. And uh, if I could be frank, I don't like the way it typically goes, right? Um, I think there's a lot of misinformation out there, a lot of misunderstanding of the real values that drive educators around the, um, frankly, very impressive, innovative work that does actually happen in schools. And there's a lot of either cliches that just happen in the public discourse that kind of brush that aside um, or worse, right? Or just, you know, false kind of information there. and. You know, our primary emphasis, of course, is within the system, within the community, within our schools and educators, but we also want to, um, through that, continue to get better, I think, as an industry at communicating that outward, at talking about the great work that we're doing, at talking about the successes we're having, and what that looks like to take a student from you know, one level to the next as they come through our schools. And, you know, all of those things that really would make a positive impression and would lead to more support for the system as a whole, um, that we can really get better at that by starting by talking to one another and then thinking about the ways that we communicate outward. Um, but that's, you know, something that's always on my mind because uh, being both very familiar with, uh, the critical work that does happen in schools, um, but the lack of awareness that a lot of the public has about that, you can see the friction it creates. And uh, ultimately, for the future of our students and our educators, um, that's that's an area that we want to work on. Yeah, absolutely. So your your three words for your values were collaboration, authenticity, and reliability. My three words are learning, enrollment, and action. And 
I, I believe that we should be lifelong learners, and I don't think our schools teach us to do that. I think that we pretend like we care about that, but when it comes down to it, we miss the mark. I think what we're doing with this network shows we are definitely committed to lifelong learning. Enrollment, the thing I love about podcasting is you've got to choose to engage with it. It's not something that nobody's going to force you to listen to it. Nobody's going to sit you down and say, this is one you have to listen to. You've got to choose to en- to enroll and be part of that process. That's what we want is people who are choosing to be part of this. And then finally, for me, the third one is action. I want the stuff that I create to inspire people to take action. And it's something I know that I've done over the last 10 years with Transformative Principle. And the beauty of that is that when people are able to take that action, they are able to see the benefits in their life that they um, they wouldn't see otherwise. And I love how you've used the phrase a few times in this conversation of going beyond our silos. We are a siloed people and there's just nothing, no bones about it. You know, it's it's a reality. It's easy to be siloed when you're you're put into a position where you don't have the opportunity to collaborate as much as you'd like. And I I want people to take action, step out of those silos and do something really different. And um, one of the things that excites me most about this is that I am I'm I'm upgrading transformative principle while we're doing this. And uh I have just <laughs> I'm so excited about this because we have a a principal who's a listener who is getting a new job and he is actually going to be the one hosting transformative principle for this next year, which is really exciting because the whole point of transformative principle was to talk about the things that we're doing right now to change our schools. And he's going to be doing that with his new position. And I'm really excited about it because one, you'll get to see his growth throughout the year. And two, you're also going to see how to do the changes that you want to see happen in your school as part of that. So more information will be coming next month about that. But I'm just really excited about what this network allows me to do to to serve more educators in a better way. Um, and it's just, it's really, it just makes me giddy. So speaking of our listeners, Ross, let's talk about how our listeners are going to benefit from doing this. And number one, you're going to get more content from your hosts. And I'm really excited about that because I think there's a real opportunity with the teachers on specifically, for example, for you to hear people's different perspectives on different topics that don't always fit into the silo, again, of what their specific podcast about, uh, their specific podcast is about. And so I'm excited because that gives us the opportunity to meet our listeners' needs more effectively, to be more, um, more strategic in how we deliver content to them so that everybody is getting right what they need right when they need it, which if you've been listening, you know that that is my philosophy of education. We give people what they need when they need it. And this just makes that more possible, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. Yeah. And we have um, you know, content that the content should go with you along your journey in your career. Right? And mm-hmm. so as Jeff just referenced for the you know, upcoming season of transformative principle and what that's going to look like within the context of the network, 
you know, it, it should be relevant to, okay, who is freshly fulfilling that role and how can they speak from their experience? Then what other roles are each of us filling and what should we be talking about from those experiences? And as you are moving through your career as a listener, you should be able to find um, the different series and content that kind of moves with you. And also, you know, understanding that you're going to have different different ways in which your needs are met that may, you know, some of which may be intuitive, some of which may be unexpected. And we've, we've had some great um, data and feedback from listener surveys from, from the series recently where we know, for example, uh, that a lot of people out there are looking for new ideas for professional development. So what are the various different ways that we can serve that? Of course, we can serve it directly through our content. We can serve it by partnering with entities that work on PD um, that are able to provide ideas for things you may want to try, whether it's for yourself personally or for your school or district. And kind of just have a variety of different ways within the ecosystem where you as a listener can learn about the things that are relevant to you mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's ultimately what we're trying to do and where you know again you know you may have um, a variety of different podcasts you listen to now or you may have a few that you're aware of and again with this particular medium it's not always easy to find out about what else is out there that I might be interested in? There's not necessarily a Netflix style algorithm that's going to say, based on this, you might like this show, right? We want to help with that <laughs> by saying, okay, if you enjoy transformative principle, you may enjoy reimagined schools and so, so on and so forth, right? To say that these things fit together um, and, you know, or if you find this content valuable, the teachers in your building may find this valuable and and you can see how those things connect together. So it's about understanding that kind of we're working together there. Um, And so, yeah. And in addition to, I mean, if I reflect back on this, I think so much of what we talked to uh, so far in this, this episode has really been about the various ways it's going to benefit our listeners, but um, you know, certainly think those are some of the additional factors. And I think being able to provide opportunities and resources for other things that they that they need as educators like we did a listener survey on this podcast and most people said we want more um opportunities for professional development for us and so being able to put you know people who provide professional development in front of our listeners and say here's here's someone who can help you do x y or z i think is going to be really powerful um, Ross, why don't you keep going? You're on a roll. Talk about the benefits to the creators. And, you know, this is also a call to action. If you are a podcaster in our space, in the education space, loosely defined, I'm not going to lie, um, then come come let us know that you want to be part of this network because we'd we'd love to have you and talk to you more about the benefits that you can that you can get from being part of it. So go ahead, Ross. Yeah. And, and so, you know, and I think we've been consistent in saying that a big uh, benefit to this entire enterprise is these opportunities to get more voices into the discussion. That applies to our creators, our hosts, it applies to our listeners, it you know, applies to creating um, the relevant dialogue that you want to listen to. So, you know, one of these things is, uh, I think, you know, recently you, you may hear a joke about it. Everybody's a podcast. There's a lot of podcasts out there, but um, the reality is most people don't. And most of those podcasts don't last beyond a few episodes. 
and you know don't really have enough time uh, the benefit of, of attracting an audience we want to really change that to really focus on um our audience needs and you know even though we're working all within the k-12 education so in a sense that is that starts as a niche there's niches within that niche right, that we that are that need to be serviced <laughs> that mm-hmm. So it allows as a network, um, if we have a creator that we know is the right person with the right perspective, the right expertise, the right knowledge to create content that is very important to a certain segment of our educator audience that we want to be able to create and sustain that content. And it may not be our biggest show you know, by, by number of listeners, but we know that it's tremendously valuable to the people who rely on it. And it may be something that would be very hard to create elsewhere because mm-hmm. it just you know, it would be very difficult to stand on its own or to figure out, is this succeeding? Is it not? Who are we trying to reach? And um, so we really want to, to know that what we can focus on is the quality of the content and its value to its listeners versus just looking at overall you know, numbers or other types of factors. So that's a huge thing for the creators because if you're out there and you, you, maybe you already have a podcast, maybe you don't, maybe you have an idea, maybe you have a particular perspective that you know would be useful, you know, there's something there that we could be exploring, right? And so we want to support that to, to refine it. And we all, Jethro and I have, some experience at this point having done podcasting if you listen to the first time we did it versus now i mean look you may still think we're we're learning and, uh, and we are but uh, but i think we're probably a lot better now than when we first started so <laughs> you know you can combine the knowledge and the experience with also building those skills uh, and that's a big thing that we're working on as well that's a big part of the collaboration is working with one another to continue to get better at what we do get better at interviewing get better at hosting the post-production elements the the way in which we share content um bite-sized content for people to consume and so on it's continuing to improve our process so that everybody is really operating at a high level sharing great content learning a lot (laughs) there's a lot of continuous learning on this end of it as well Mm -hmm. um that we just kind of continue to to get better at what we're doing, but you know, ultimately, that um, everybody out there, as we evolve, will be able to have opportunities to share their voice and also to receive content that really meets their needs. Yeah, and and I think that 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 learning from one another, I think, is valuable. <clears throat> creating alignment among what we're doing, but also maintaining differentiation between it, I think is really valuable as well. And, you know, for the last several years, I have talked every other week with Danny Bauer, the host of the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. And, you know, we are very much in the same area and that collaboration between us rather than competition has been huge. And I, I, one of the other things that I do is I, uh, I do free, uh, sit down sessions talking about how to create a podcast with people. And I've done dozens of these over the years. And what I learn is that a lot of people have these great ideas, but getting things going can be difficult. 
And what's even more difficult is sustaining it over time. And so because we have the infrastructure, because we have the support, we can help with that kind of stuff. And there are people who have told me about their ideas for podcasts. And I'm like, I want to listen to that podcast today. Like what's taking you so long to make this? And you are the right person to do it. And I want to be able to give those people a space and a and a way to get it out there that makes it much more rewarding. <laughs> I was talking to one lady recently who had started a podcast and she was uh she was getting like no downloads and she was so frustrated because what she was creating was really good. But she had no way to get it out to anybody besides texting people individually and saying listen to this. She didn't have a social media following, she didn't have you know, a, a big group of people who are following her on an email list or anything. And so this is a great opportunity to bring her into the fold and say, here's a, a platform to get it out there and, and to share it. And I think that's going to be a really big benefit. And um, and the other thing is, uh, talk, going back to my bonus money thing, is I think that podcast creators should be able to make money from what they're doing. And I want to help them do that. And so through sponsorship agreements and things like that, we definitely want to help in that regard as well. Yeah, one of the things that I've definitely uh, uh, worked on a lot over the, the years of managing different teams and things is, okay, how do we have each person spending the most of their time doing the thing that they are the best at, right? And that fits within this network as well is like, how do we develop each of these shows around the thing that that host is uniquely skilled at qualified at is going to do the best versus saying if, if, if there's no collaboration, what you may end up with is a lot of different versions of the same thing, right? There's five different podcasts and they're all kind of talking about the same topics. So they're interviewing the same people or, you know, and they have a little bit of a different style, but ultimately if I'm a listener, I just kind of need to pick the one that is the best for me. And then the rest have, limited value at all um, versus saying, okay, if those five are all working together and they're talking about, okay, this is the thing you should really be concentrating on. And I'm concentrating over here. You're, you're getting uh, a greater variety of, of content that's actually valuable to you. Um, so it's not to say, of course, that there's not going to be some overlap because we've talked about different perspectives, bring different angles to similar topics, but there would just be a lot more uh, attention paid to how do we create the best overall products for our listeners? Um, and, you know, and that makes an impact on the creator because you know that you are coming up with something that really is valuable, that stands on its own, that has a uniqueness that taps into you as an individual. Yeah, that's so powerful. Um, so in closing, a couple things. Number one, um, you want to learn more about this or or be alerted when the shows are coming out, go to bepodcastnetwork.com. Um, so, and then follow us on social media. I'm at Jethro Jones. Ross is at Ross B. Romano, right? That's correct. Okay, good. <laughs> That's what I, thought. I think. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I say it, I'm like, wait, is that right? Yeah, it is. So um, what I would love for you to do, if you've listened this far, you're obviously paying attention, right? Because uh, you, you're getting to the end of the episode, let us know who you want to see and what we need to do more of. Um, and we would love to, to have that conversation with you and, and hear what you have to say. So at Jethro Jones at Ross B. Romano, thank you so much for listening to transformative principle all the rest of this month. 
I'm pulling in excerpts from different shows so you can see what these things are going to be and you're really going to enjoy it and we're just getting started so this is the very beginning and this thing is is just going to grow and grow as time goes on so thank you so much for listening any final words before we part ross no my final words are thank you jethro and thank you uh listeners yes if you made it this far you are a trooper and uh we really look forward to um engaging with you as we go we really we really truly do want to hear your ideas for what you'd like to see in this network and what you'd like to hear and, and how you'd like to interact with us. And, uh, you know, we're, we're really excited about this and, and we hope, you know, we hope we will be able to follow through on the excitement by delivering something that will, that will truly be valuable. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate you tuning into Transformative Principle. We'll see you next time. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.